of Luke chapter 15, it's 11 through 24. I'm sure all of you have heard the story, and I do realize it's a long uh, amount of scripture. But here's the deal I'll make. It's going to be a long amount of time saying we're going to read a long amount of scripture, but I'll probably go pretty short. And unlike my dad, I actually mean I'll go short. So make a little deal. We stand for a while, then I'll actually preach pretty short. The word says, and he said, a certain man who had two sons, <coughs> said a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riot, uh, riotous living. And, we ha when, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he, said, uh, and he sent him to his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly, with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread, have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants." And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, I have sinned against thee and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this is my son who was dead, and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. You may be seated. Um, in a roundabout way, and it'll take me a really long time to get to the point of the message, but I'm going to try to preach to you on a topic that's been led on my heart over the past few weeks. If the offer's still there, I'll take it. You see, we've all heard this story before. We're all too familiar with it. It's one of the very first ones you learn in Sunday school. It's really easy for kids to grasp. Um, and hopefully as I go through it and I start to preach it, I'll hopefully shed a new light on it and uh, I'll convey it in a way that may be similar to how we've heard it. We've heard this same, this same message preached a million times. Maybe it'll be in its own unique way through this story. Um, you know, everybody knows the story. goes. The son goes away from his father he wants to take what he can ha get now and go ahead and go out and live his own life, do what he wants to do, but then he lives a big reckless life and he does just everything wrong, does every wrong thing he can, makes every mistake there is to make, and he finds himself sitting there in a uh, pigsty, yeah. eating the pig's food for his own food. Nobody will take pity on him. Nobody will give anything to him. And he sits there and realizes that even the servants in my father's house yeah. have better lives than I have. And so he says, and goes, well, I'm going to go to my father, and if he'll just make me a servant, I'll, I'll do that. And I'll be a servant in my father's house, and that will be satisfied enough for me. Um, and then he gets there, and then the father is like, no, I'm not just going to make you a servant. I'm going to put this ring on your finger, put these robes and shoes, and I'm going to make you one of mine. I'm going to make you somebody who does business with me. You're going to be lifted up. And uh, see, the, 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 my, the main point I'm going to be focusing on that, though, is the ring. And there's a really big significance with that ring and why it gives him the ring. It is a grand 
thing that in that day and age in that time. It's the granting of authority to a person. Whoever has such a ring has the power of attorney for his master. He has authority, his master's authority, to make decisions and to help the master govern his realm. The Pharaoh, if you look back in the Bible, you see the Pharaoh and Joseph. Pharaoh gave Joseph a ring. The king gave a ring to Mordecai. And then now we have the father giving a ring to his son. And see, um, when a lot of people read the scripture and preach on this story, uh, some people like to focus on the waste and how the, uh, they'll preach against vain things and preach against vanity because the son went out and he, he went and, and wasted all of his money and he went, and went out wasted on these things and you don't need those things in your life. They'll just ruin your life. A lot of people like to preach on that. Some people um, focus. There's the Phillips Craig, and Kring, Phillips, Craig and Dean song, when he ran and saw about the father running because in that time the father just be dignified and he shouldn't run anywhere but then when he sees his son he runs to his son and there's a whole song about that parallel um and then uh, the majority of people probably on how the son was so far lost he was so far gone but yet by the amazing grace of his father he lifted him up he uh he and he didn't just forgive him he lifted him up. He put the ring on his fingers. It was a gracious act. Out of his grace, he put the ring on him. He adorned him with robes. He lifted him up to more than a servant. But in the, in the latter scenario, the focus on that ring is, is it's a gracious act. It's, it's done out of grace. And it's this big lifting up better than it even would have been just being a servant. However, I want to think about it a bit differently, maybe not perfectly fitting with the story, but better conveying my message. Instead of a ring given out of grace... It is a ring worn because of grace. Yeah. Now let me explain because that will be a little bit confusing. Before the, before the story even begins, you have a father and he has two sons. These two sons are promised. I mean, they're like, ju just by being his son, they are making a promise to go continue his welfare, continue his living. They'll be the next generation to step up where he is. They are the next in line. They are the next ones to carry out what he does. They're the next generation of um, people. And so that, that, that's, what, that's how the before of the story goes. Then you get into the story, and he leaves and goes out and does what he does. He goes out and commits all the wrongs, does everything wrong, and, and uh, eventually ends up coming back. And when he comes back to the father, he's like, you know, I'll just be a servant. I, d I don't have to fulfill my former role. You know, just let me, let me be a servant, and I can be satisfied with being a servant. Yeah. But then in the end, the father says... That he, he says, no, I won't let you be a servant. See, it, it, it's, not, it's not that he's like, no, I'm going to lift you up higher than what a servant would be. It, it's the mindset of no, being a servant isn't good enough. You made a promise to me that as my son, you were going to go out and you were going to commit business for me. You were going to carry on everything for me. And you aren't going to be a servant to me, but you're going to go and do work for me. You will do work in my name because you are my son and that's what I've called you to do. I've raised you to do that. That has been the son's promise to the father and the father has promised to the son that he will get his portion and he will be shared with and he will, be, he will do these things for the father. And so the father says we're going to make good on our past promises instead of just letting you be a servant. And he says, servanthood isn't good enough. I won't just let you sit here and be a servant. Yeah. He had that mindset. And I like to, you know, we often compare the father in the story to our heavenly father, Jesus. And, and I want to compare that mindset to the mindset of our heavenly father. Servanthood isn't good enough. It's not good enough to be 
just a servant. You can't sit there and just serve the Lord. You can't just read your Bible and you can't just sit there and come to church on Sundays and do everything right and be a great Christian. But that's not all. That, that, that's not the complete of what it is to be a Christian, living a godly, holy life. Yes, that's great. But servanthood alone is not enough. Yeah. See, the, the son wasn't going to get to sit there and just be a servant, but because the father wasn't going to save his son just to be a servant. The father made up his mind, if I'm going to save you, you're going to do work for my kingdom. You're going to do work for my, what's the word I had written down earlier? You're going to do work for my realm. Uh, he, has, he has authority over his realm. And so the, the father says, I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to raise you up and you're going to do work for me. You cannot just be a servant in my house. The son had promises to the father and the father had promises to the son. And the father was not going to be satisfied until those promises were fulfilled. Yeah. And that's the point I'm trying to make. I feel like I've rushed a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and have Ryan come up to the piano. I have a, quite a bit more talking to do, just there's not a convenient part to do this now. Uh, but I am coming to a close. This is the part where I get to the, my message and actually makes sense. Um, I thought about ending the message here, maybe trying to expand on it more and calling it servanthood isn't enough and preaching a message on how you can't just be a servant. You cannot just read your Bible pray. You have to go out there. You have to win souls. You have to, you know, Paul said, uh, Paul has the amazing story of coming from Saul to Paul, and he talked about grace, and it was grace in him that made him, that he, he could never repay the grace that God paid him, and so he had to do every single thing he could. Every breath he took had to be for furthering the kingdom as well as he could, and so you can't just sit there and live a life of a servant, and I thought about trying to expand that and trying to do something on that and have a real moving message that makes you want to come and make a, make a devotion and, and make a promise to God, but that's not the message been on my heart so I just want to go just a, just a little bit deeper into that same thought uh, I mentioned this the last time I preached about senior camp which was really amazing but I mentioned that night at 2 a.m. in the morning when I'm trying to sleep and that stupid dean started walking up and down the uh, the dorm room there and he started to pray and prophesy over our generation and he started to speak in tongues over us and he started to like pray and and then kids started to join in and people started getting the Holy Ghost on that and then so I got out and I turned the corner, and there's like 30 kids sitting there at 2 o'clock in the morning. So I went out there, and I joined them. By the end, we had the whole dorm, 40, 50 kids, gathered around in a big circle, having a 4 a.m. prayer meeting. It went from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning. And uh, that night, we sat there, and we... Uh, there, 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 were, there were just anointings and outpourings through for the Holy Ghost. There was a kid who... Uh, had knee surgery and he was having pain in his knee and he was supposed to be jumping we prayed for him prayed healing in jesus name he began to jump and run and and stomp all over the place but my favorite thing of that whole night and and we sang this song and it just means no much to me we sang that song that goes glory to glory to glory and we've been singing that camp like all week and i don't know who it was but kind of towards the end when everything was wrapping down kids started to belt out, we go from glory to glory to glory. We'll never be the same. And I remember that night and how it perfectly described it because a kid would get filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time and that's glory. And we would give him praise for it. And another kid would get filled with the Holy Ghost and that's glory. He would take us higher and higher and higher and that night we all vowed to never be the same and never go back the same. 
That's the night the Father put a ring on each of our fingers. That is the night He saved us, but more than just to be servants. But what have I done since then? He didn't save me to invite six people since that night to church, and most of them only once. Maybe like a couple of them, maybe two or three times. To have taught not a single Bible study to a single soul since that night. He didn't save me. To act like everything's okay and the world around me is fine and I don't have this truthful gospel that is a heaven or hell issue to anybody who doesn't know it. He didn't save me for that. He didn't put a ring on my finger so I could just serve Him and read my Bible and pray in private and, and just live a godly life. He saved me for so much more. The ring He put on my finger wasn't a ring of grace, but it was a ring as a requirement to say you will work in my kingdom. You are called to win souls. You are called to worship. You are called to do this and called to do that. And you can't wear the ring because it requires so much more than just servanthood. I really wish Don was here to learn. I don't know why, but a couple of weeks ago I said this idea was laid on my heart and it's been laid on my heart ever since. And pretty much the instant this message popped into my head, I thought of this. It was two years ago, H Y C. We were having a great move of God that night. The, the 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 preacher was uh, and the preacher came up and he took control and he said I wanted a big guided prayer and he said for anybody who lives in a broken family and what I meant by a broken family is if you know the truth but your parents don't or wherever you live with they don't know the truth and so you have to go there and battle that every day and I remember him walking up there and saying if you live in a broken family raise your hand and and then, and, and, you know, if you see somebody with a hand raised around you, pray with them. And if there's nobody with a hand raised around you, I want you to begin to call on a name. And, and I remember that these big speakers, they were really big speakers that are across the front. And I remember just falling arms open onto, over one of those speakers. And I remember shouting, Peyton, in the name of Jesus. And I saw in my head at an altar, Peyton laying there with one arm over his father and one arm over his mother and they were sitting there speaking in tongues. And I haven't thought about that and I don't know how long. But since this message has been in my heart on taking old offers and renewing the old promises and, and, and not making a new commitment but going back on those that were promised and forgotten, I can't get that out of my mind. Every, I don't even know for how long, but every single time we have a guest minister come in here, every time we have somebody come in here, they preach revival and how revival is coming and how this church is ready for revival and how, how, how we're on the verge of revival. We've been on the brink of revival for over a year now. And what it is, is it takes more than servanthood. We've, we've had the promise from God that revival is here, right here, right now for a year. But it takes us, that, that, that's the ring. That's the ring. 
The promise is the ring. This is your calling. This church is calling to be more than just the same group of people week in and week out. We're called more than to have church. We're called to have moves of God. So it's about time we started using our ring for the promises that have already been made. I'm not here declaring revival in the church. I'm here saying the revival's been declared. It's our job to wear the ring. Well, I promise that'd be short. So these altars are open, but I don't want you to come here realizing that you need to make a further commitment. That you need to that you need to give more of yourself than you already have because I know all of us have felt that way before. We've all had those amazing move of God services where you sit there and you devote, I'm gonna go in that soul. Right now, Jesus, I claim this soul in Jesus' name. But months weeks, maybe even the next day, when it comes time to act on the promises, when it comes time, we, we were talking in class today on the lesson, and we talked about how grace and how grace works, but the only way for grace to work is if you meet him halfway. Yeah. It takes a step of faith to activate God's grace. Yeah. You have to meet him halfway, and so when the time comes to wear the ring and to go do the transactions, to go do things in the kingdom for the master, yeah. which he has given you the authority to do, we let it fall to the wayside. We let it die. And it's those promises that I want you to put on your mind. Every, every name you've called in Jesus' name. Every, everything he's promised you in Jesus' name. Any, any, anything that is an old promise that's been forgotten, dusted over. Those are foundations that are not yet finished being built. And that's the point of the Father. He didn't want you to come be a servant. And he didn't say, I'm going to make you something new in my house. But he said, I'm going to put the ring on your finger, which was going to be given to you anyways. And you're going to be the same son you were going to be to me. And you're going to do what you promised you would do. So I ask you to come. And I ask you to pray. But not a new prayer. Reclaim your old covenant. Don't start a new foundation. Finish the ones that are already started. <laughs>